We're back with part two of our interview with The Bros, a group of four young Marquette area men who have chosen to follow Christ together. We begin the second half of our conversation with a fundamental question. Did any of you guys think about becoming priests? Oh, yeah. Every day. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, what happened? You know, it's still there. It's, it's, it's absolutely something that a lot of people have, have provided us resources for that discernment. Matthew and I, last year, we went on a trip down to the seminary. Uh, Ted couldn't make it. He was in school. But Father Ben Haas, he's, he's always trying to get people to go. Um, yeah, isn't so. that pretty much a constant thing that you're being recruited? Yes, more or yeah, less. <laughs> so. Father Ben's pretty, I wouldn't say aggressive, but he's like very persistent yeah. in like texting and like calling young guys and saying, hey, you want to come to the seminary visitor? Do you want to go on this retreat? Mm-hmm. And I think it's something you have to be open to. And I definitely was more closed off to it in high school just because it was like I was kind of in this conflict of how do I embrace my faith until like I went to college and went to Franciscan and kind of embraced my faith more. But it's something we all should be open to as young men and like realizing like this is a call or a vocation that we all might be called to. Eamon, do you have any thought on that? Yeah, so I mean, I think like the, the the other guys. So I mean, I priesthood has certainly been something that's come up into in my life in terms of thinking about what I could be doing in the future. And I I think it's it's something very that really every Catholic man in his youth should contemplate because it's just it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful vocation. But I mean, I'm also very attracted to the like the idea of the marriage vocation. So I, I at this point I'm I'm not quite sure, you know the priesthood's a special thing and in, in that it certainly requires a lot of active discernment, and so at this point where I'm kind of studying in college right now, uh, it's not something that I'm taking super seriously. So if it's something that I really think is on my heart after graduation, I could certainly see myself going to seminary if that's God's calling, but. The gift, if the gift is not there, then I, I think I'll be very, very happy in whichever way that he, that he wants. And so I just pray that that's that my heart will be open to to what he wants. So yeah, and I guess I would say that's the general consensus of the group here. Did you want to? Yeah, so I'm definitely discerning the priesthood. Um, this is Matthew. Brown. Yep, I've for my whole life. There's always been people like coming up to me. Are you, have you ever considered being a priest? Have you thought of being a priest? And so recently, I, I think I've discerned to go to college first and then see see where I'll go after that. But yeah, yeah, that's that's something I'm discerning. Anything that we should touch on that I haven't maybe, Brian? Any thoughts? I guess I would say, can you guys talk about maybe some of the different programs or events that you participated in, you know, as you're growing up or, or now? I know several of you have been on the March for Life, for example, mm-hmm. the uh, Catholic Campus Ministry, you know, CCL, things like that. We'll start with Going that. deeper. We can start with Eamon on that. Yeah, so I moved to the UP in during my sophomore year of high school. So I was born in Marquette, but my, my dad became a teacher after he, he taught at Marquette Public for a number of years we moved down to lower Michigan and so when we moved back up my my sophomore year I kind of was a little displaced and and had to find my footing I guess in 
Iron Mountain and the UP in terms of finding friends in school and also just good Catholic friends, like in Christian friends outside of it. So I wound up getting involved in the youth encounter movement my sophomore year of high school, which I think most, if not all of us in the bros have been a part of at some point. So it's a, it's a, one of the, one of the retreats that the UP has to offer. So I think it's, it's put on now it's in, I think it's being held in Nagani this year, but it, it used to be held at the old Mary Grove retreat center in garden, Michigan. And so it was just a weekend retreat where students all across the UP in high school would get to go and and encounter Christ. So there was a, a team of youth leaders who were also in high school who had made the retreat on prior, prior weekends. And so it was, it was really an opportunity that really opened like my heart to the Lord in a way that hadn't, that I hadn't experienced before. And also it just, it connected me with so many amazing people from across the Upper Peninsula. So there are people from, from Iron Mountain, from Escanaba, Marquette, even as far as like Bessemer and Ironwood, the other direction, and then even to the other side, like over by the Sioux. So it's just, it was a great, great way that I got connected with Catholic people. And it's part of the reason why the way I met Matthew and Evan, I believe, so, but yeah, that was, that was what I was involved in with most of high school. And then there were also like follow-up retreats that we would like go on. That was like part of after going on the, the youth encounter uh, retreat. And so I think that was, that was most of my experiences other than, other than that, the going deeper retreat is another one that we spent some time that I spent some time going at. And Matthew and I both went to going deeper, I believe, which which is a retreat at the the Companions of Christ the Lamb, Paradise, Michigan. So they do a, a few days of of silence, and so we just kind of like go out in the woods and and pray and think and and pray and think because there's not much not much else that you do during that time. So it's just a lot of prayer and liturgy and meditation, and so that was a, another like really great opportunity during the summertime that I was involved in. So it was always like faith was something that I, again, like walked, like had to figure out how to live that out as a Christian in school and in high school and being incredibly close to the liturgy and close to the sacraments is certainly plays a huge part in why I was able to like stay, stay rooted in my faith despite like, you know, ups and downs that everyone has. And so I would certainly credit like, a lot of like the friendships and opportunities through youth encounter and through going deeper as a big part of, of helping me stay rooted in that. Ted, can you answer the same question? Yeah. Similar to Eamon, I've done a youth encounter and uh, the going deeper retreat. I'm a little older than these guys. So I went like a few years before them, but it definitely was a good experience and definitely a way to encounter the Lord, especially if that silence on the going deeper, if there's not really a whole lot else to do, you don't have your phone, you're out in the middle of nowhere. And no phone? Oh, no. Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was possible for young people to not have a phone. But it's just like there's just no distractions and to put forth there's the Lord there and kind of encounter him in that way. Also, another one that Matthew and Evan and I have gone on our Steubenville Youth Conferences put on by uh, Franciscan University of Steubenville and it's also part of the reason why I ended up going there uh-huh. it was like it was just a weekend to encounter Christ through talks and adoration and prayer and just really experience the Lord and kind of through that outreach it led me to go to Franciscan 
which I've been incredibly grateful for to like encounter a strong Catholic community that helps build me up. Evan? Yeah. So the ones they've talked about are, are lovely, of course. But one, one that hasn't been mentioned yet and I, I loved was the Barriga Youth Fraternity. And that was kind of when we were a bit younger, like late middle school and early high school. But it was a camping trip that, that you know, for, for young men, we'd go with priests and a seminarian and we'd go out east to, to Companions of Christ the Lamb, which is where, where the the other one was and you know just camping there and living in christ um going to mass adoration uh, and you know really fun stuff too like canoeing and going to the beach so we made a, a lot of great memories there and definitely strengthened our faith as well great and matthew yeah so i also did all the same retreats they just spoke of and i would recommend to anybody in high school who might be listening to this to pursue pursue these retreats and and go on them because you'll meet friends that you'll want to keep in touch with for a very long time and that will help you in your faith and they're also just a really really fun time i mean going deeper was always one of the best parts of my summer and even though i'm too old to go on that now it it really got me interested in silent retreats something which seems frightening at first but i've really learned to love and also, CCL, I, I try to go there once or twice every year. For, for anybody who doesn't know about CCL, it, it's a religious community who... Companions of Christ the Lamb. Companions, yeah, of, Companions of Christ the Lamb. Okay. They, they are out in paradise and they have sort of a retreat center there. It's a gorgeous chapel and I highly recommend visiting. I'm sure you could find information for them online. You can right. go there with your family as well, right? Yes, you don't have to go there with the youth retreats. They're, they have, they offer other retreats, or you could go there with your family. Or I think when when I went in the fall, I just called them up and asked them if I could come, and yeah, drove drove over there the next day and gave them gave them a donation. But we're staying there. Nice. But it's it's a really great great place. You've mentioned a lot of these retreats and, and so forth are they all still going on all of them or yeah are any of them? Yep. I, I, with things open up actually now there's some Steubenville youth conferences they're not happening across the country but they're happening on main campus so if there's youth with listening that like are interested in, just uh, google like Steubenville conferences and okay they'll mm-hmm. come up all right anything else brian on your mind yeah for those of you that are involved with like a catholic campus ministry can you just talk about that a little bit more oh absolutely this year at NMU, especially with the COVID procedures that were put in place, it was extremely difficult to meet people. And just getting integrated with that Catholic campus ministry, I, I think I started in August, gave me a lot of friends and connections at Northern. And it also just really helped my faith life. Life. I mean, Father Dustin, he's an incredible priest. He, he was always available there for us students. And so you... If you ever had a question or you wanted to go to confession or you wanted to pray with him, he was always there. There's also four focus missionaries at Catholic Campus Ministry in Marquette, and there's there's also more in at Michigan Tech in Houghton. And so they I've become very good friends with them and they'll they'll help gather students together and lead them in Bible studies and pray with them and just lead activities and faith based faith based activities. So I, I definitely recommend getting involved with Catholic Campus Ministry. Anyone else involved with that? 
Uh, so I go to a Catholic school. I go. Uh, this is Evan, by the way. I go to uh, the Catholic University of America. So it's a Catholic school, Catholic community, and everything. So where is it, that at? It's in it's in Washington D.C. I'm sorry. So lots of Catholicism going around. It's it's right. It's the same property as the National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception. So, I mean, there's there's no shortage of faith. So we don't we don't have campus ministry in the same way because it's it's all of campus. Everything is centered around Catholicism. So I think just just being involved in that is is something beautiful. That that's definitely done a lot for me to have priests that you can you can schedule confession with at any time and to have adoration and and everything available is is something that's important when you go to college whether you go to a catholic school or not if you want to live your faith you you definitely for me with my mom not kicking me to the car on sunday morning to go to church it's 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 an adjustment you have to do it yourself and it's it's beautiful to have a community that does it with you why do I think that your mom didn't have to work too hard to get you to go to church? <laughs> Did she really? Oh, it depended on the day. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Uh, Eamon? Yeah, uh, so I go to Hillsdale College, which is a small school about a, about 1,500 students, about an hour and a half south of Lansing in Michigan. So we're, we're technically a non-sectarian Christian college, so we're not a Catholic school, but basically there's they don't like subscribe to any one denomination within Christianity as much as just kind of recognizing the truth inherent to like Christianity and that it, that it's a part of our that a part of our western tradition but ministry for on campus has been very accessible to me so we do have like a catholic society on campus that comprises a good percentage of students on campus so i would say about 40% of our of the student body at least is catholic and so we typically have like masses at least once a week on campus. And then the church, St. Anthony's, which is very nearby, has a lot of, uh, they have daily mass and normally adoration on Saturdays. So we're, we're able to actually go and, and go to mass every day if we want to. Um, it's only a mile away. And there's also t- t- always like opportunities for prayer every day on campus, whether that's rosaries or divine liturgy or noonday prayer there's a lot of great opportunities for students to really engage with their faith with their with one another and with their like protestant uh, and orthodox brethren on campus so it's been a very great opportunity for me to really grow in my faith especially with a lot of other like-minded catholics across campus while also being around other people who come from different faith backgrounds and really challenge kind of like my you know, our, our beliefs and really living out our faith together. So, and I understand you're going to be like a prayer coordinator. Yeah. So I, I will be, so this past couple of years, I've just, I've been a pretty active member with, with the Catholic society, but this next year I'll be part of their outreach board. So we have a number of people who do small groups across different dorms and different places on campus. And we also, with the growing like increase in, in students and the need for prayer opportunities on campus, so we have a couple people who will be re- making sure that the, we ha- have those opportunities across campus. So I'll be helping to coordinate that with a couple other people this year as a prayer coordinator in the fall. And, you know, typically uh, dorm life and prayer life, those two terms don't go together, but it's a little different at your dorm. Yeah, so uh, so actually, we 
in I live in one of the bigger dorms on campus and which is Simpson and so we have a lot of Catholics norm this, this this past year the year before so my freshman year we actually started a group of of Catholic a Catholic prayer group called um, the Simpson Marians and so we would very often I think we would have daily rosaries in the dorm or we'd walk around campus together and so this past year we also would typically have uh, again, night prayer or or we like just or rosary somewhere in the dorm. Have a, a big group chat where whenever everyone's available, we just send a message to the to everyone, and a bunch of like ten, five, sometimes ten, sometimes fifteen guys will show up um, to pray at, at any given time. So it's been a great source of of community and prayer um, on campus. And so uh, again, yeah, a very a very odd for, I guess, having a dorm dorm community and prayer community in the same place, but those those two terms are have not been mutually exclusive at Hillsdale, That's which has been beautiful. Uh, Ted? So I go to Franciscan University of Steubenville in uh, Ohio, so it's about 40 minutes west of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and it's a well-known like Catholic school in Catholic circles, I guess, but it's they really try to integrate the faith life into campus life. And especially true of household life. So the little disclaimer, households are just kind of like small groups of all guys or all girls who come together and kind of band, have a couple commitments a week, whether that's mass, rosary, divine mercy chaplet, holy hour, and just kind of come together as a community and just really grow together in that sense. Or maybe like focus on a particular devotion. So I'm in line of Judah household. So there's about 30 of us guys and we have the pillars of humility um, temperance and forgetting the other one walking oh. on it, but it's all right. And we really just pray together and try to model ourselves after St. Joseph. And it's really beautiful to see all these people come together, just with a common goal of sharing this and growing together in the faith. And it's also quite cool because every dorm on Franciscan's campus has a chapel with a tabernacle on it. So whatever, wherever you live on campus or whatever dorm, there's a chapel readily accessible that you can just walk down to down the hall or down down the stairs where you can just pray and just kind of encounter God there. And really, it's just it's so neat to with all the daily mass times. There's like five or six daily mass times on campus and like easily easily accessible to confession. And then there's a perpetual adoration chapel. Nice. You know, I was just thinking, and I wanted to reemphasize the kind of the purpose of this program is to talk to younger people who are thinking along the lines that you are and maybe are not quite convinced what they should do next. I mean, you were talking about middle school. I think it was Evan who brought it up. And this is maybe where these, your, you know, your decision point starts. But then, maybe even a little earlier, as to how your life may go. And what would you say to these kids? And I'm talking kids, 10, 11-year-old kids that might be listening to this. We're hoping somebody will from that age group that that could be influenced by you what would you say to them and i want to start with Eamon on that yeah so spend time with this in church spend time in front of the sacraments or in front of the eucharist in perpetual adoration or holy adoration spend time in mass go to confession having access or like constantly being surrounded by the sacraments is going to keep you in christ arms. And so that would say first and foremost, as a living, like going to school and participating in sports and stuff like that, finding, you know, whether that's 
staying close with your siblings or staying close with good friends who come from, who believe in the faith and who believe in the same things that you do uh, is really important. So be, be mindful of who your friends are, but also just, you know, treat people well. And with, in terms of looking to the future, keep praying about it is really the best thing you can do. Do well in school and really, really try to constantly surround yourself and look to surround yourself with people who, who build you up and who builds you up in Christ. And whether that, and so when you get to that point, you know, down the road where you're looking at high school or like college and where you're going to going to school, finding out what you're going to do for your career is one thing. I mean, that's, that's important, but make sure that you are going somewhere where you have access to the sacraments and where you are still able to, to find people in who you can engage with in like Catholic Christian communities. So, but pray, 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 pray more than anything else. <laughs> Ted, I'm 12 years old. I could go good or bad. What would you tell me? I would say don't forget the faith and don't forget where you came from. And don't forget, like, as you go on, you are eventually going to find, be searching for truth and meaning. And like, you don't want to drop that when you're young. Like that's the time to build it up and grow in that faith. Like Amen said, just, going to confession, going to the sacraments. Just don't forget about those things and never forget about praying and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Evan, what would you say to a 12-year-old who's trying to make a decision? Uh, well, first of all, if you're a 12-year-old listening to, uh, to a Catholic talk radio, you're, uh, you're in the right direction, yeah, I think. Really. <laughs> um, but yeah, just everything Ted and Eamon said, you know, pray. That's, that's the most important thing. But also, just, just look, at, look at the world. It's all, like, like Eamon was saying, there's an order. It's all orchestrated by the divine creator, God. Uh, so it's all there for us. We just, we just have to, to pay attention, to be mindful. Don't, don't get obsessed with your phone. It's, it's useless. It's fun. <laughs> but, but just go in the woods. Find God there and the sacraments. Obviously, it's not a substitute for the sacraments at all. But just, just try to find God everywhere you are because he's there. He created it all, and he's in it. And just, just pay attention to everything because, because that's where you find God. Matthew? Yeah, I would start by recommending that they respond to the call to holiness. So just live a holy life and, and pursue the sacraments and everything. But also be very careful who you choose as your friends and what influences you take on. And so even if you can't find necessarily Catholic friends around you, become friends with people of virtue. So like I have friends from high school who while not necessarily Catholic, they certainly encouraged me to live a better life and to do well in school and to just live an ordered and virtuous life. And so try to spend time around those people. And, when, and then also to find friends who are Catholic, going on those retreats and participating in your local youth group or whatever is really important and will enrich your life. And so I highly recommend doing those things as well. Brian? Well, the only thing I'd like to add is truly, truly, it's young men like this that <clears throat> really give me hope for this world and really proud of all of them. Pretty awesome. Yeah, well, I thank you, Brian and Matthew and Evan and Ted and Eamon from uh, Jordan. Is that where you are? 
East Jordan. East yeah. Jordan. Right? East Jordan. And that's that seems kind of appropriate, almost. You know, he's he's talk, <laughs> calling us from Jordan. Uh, any other last thoughts? Should should we pray? We can pray. We can pray. Okay. Um, Sir, um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for this time of being on the radio and, and hopefully serving you. And we pray that our time here will be fruitful and help send the message that we're trying to get across. So, Amen. You've been listening to the inspiring story of these four young Marquette area men who call themselves the Bros on Witness to Hope. Listen for another Witness to Hope right here on WNOA 103.9 FM, Catholic Radio for the UP.